0: It was complete, just concrete walls. It looked horrible, but you're sitting on top of what a pool used to be. And I remember coming in here, we were casting the vision to your senior pastor, Pastor John, and he just loves students. And he said, we're gonna do something for students. We're gonna make this place next level. And he invested in this place. And I left in 2008. A little bit about myself. Here's my family right up here. This is when we left in 2001 or 2008. There was only a tribe of five of us. And so my oldest, he's my hero. He's with us tonight. And he, we, you can see him in the middle there. But then now we have seven total we, we have a lot of kids now. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So tonight, I'm going to have some fun, and I, I engage better if you talk back. So if you're like, amen, let's practice. One, two, three. That was okay. Or if you're like, that's right, one, two, three. Or if you, like, if you don't like what I say, just sit there and don't say anything at all. <laughs> or you can be like, or, or at some point, you can go, hey, that's for you. That's for you. Let's practice that. Touch the person next to you and say, that was for you. That was for you. It's going to be a lot of for you tonight. So I'm going to talk to you about something that happened to me just a month ago. We were at my middle son, Titus' basketball game. He got third place. They were getting the trophies. You know, all the moms and dads are taking the photos, and he's standing down there with the team, and everyone's like, smile, cheese, take the photos. And as we're standing there, 10 feet right over here, like where this guy is right here, man, while they're swapping the selfie pics, right here. So I'm here, we're taking the photos, and then right there, there's this four-year-old boy, cute little boy, blonde hair. And all of a sudden, he begins to reveal, check this out, he reveals that he has a peanut allergy. And and he should not have eaten the M&Ms that he ate. So while all the moms and dads are like, oh, look, third place, yeah! I'm thinking, our team sucks. We lost. We got third place. This little boy that my son had been playing with, he had a peanut allergy, and he began to... And... All over the place. Now, have you ever been around someone who's just lost it really quickly? Like one time, Isaiah was on a flight with us when he was small. All he had in the morning was orange juice, and on the plane ride, at the end of the plane ride all of the orange juice it came out. And so here we are at this basketball game. We're getting the pictures and the smell goes into the environment. The sights, the sounds. Quickly they move him out of the way and everyone's still taking the photos, but there's that pile, there's that smell. It's over there. But that's where the story really starts. As people are taking the photos, a mom who was gone, she comes out of nowhere. And she's texting on her phone. Don't text and walk at the same time. She's texting on her phone. Do-de-do-de-do. And she's walking. She's getting closer. It's as if slow in slow motion, all of us are going, no. Make that face with me. One, two, three. No. And she is clueless. You ever just run into people that are clueless? I was at a concert with my daughter. Why don't we? Do we have any why don't we fans in here? None. Man, you're missing out. I'm telling you, trust fund baby. I'm telling you, you're missing out. You're missing out. While well, I was at this concert, I was standing there. No one stood by me. And this one lady, clueless, she came and stood right in front of me. She was unaware. She had all this space. It was like that lady was walking. She's walking towards the peanut puke, if you will. <laughs> slow-mo. And all of a sudden, my wife begins to slow-mo. Stop. She begins to yell at this lady, stop. And this lady is still clueless. I'm I'm picturing it in my mind as she's stepping. Clueless. Well, tonight, I came here to talk to you about the one thing in your life. You got to be careful that you step in. Because if you step in this, man, it's going to mess your life up. Turn the person next to you and say, that's for you. That's for you. you. Turn the other person you ignored and say, that's for you as well. So I'm going to talk to you about stepping in some bad stuff, the stuff you don't want to step into. And if I can help you, if I can encourage you, this one thing, if you get this down in your life, your life will elevate. You'll go to the next level. Yet, if you step into the wrong stuff, it'll ruin your life. So Brian, what are you going to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk to you about the time Jesus got a text message. Jesus got a text message. He was traveling with his disciples. He got the text. I'm only kidding. They didn't have iPhones and stuff back then. But he got the message. He was with his disciples. Hey, come back home. So Jesus comes back home, and we're going to look at Mark chapter 6. Everybody say Mark 6. Oh, you got it, man. This is a smart crowd, Pastor Michael. When the Sabbath, that's God's day, came, he began to teach in the synagogue. What's the synagogue? That's just, that's just the church of the day. Many who heard him were amazed. And they asked this question, where did this man get these things? They asked, what's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is doing? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this Mary's son? Isn't this the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Jesus had half brothers, okay? Aren't his sisters here with us? And then it says, they were not pleased with him at all. And this is a part you don't want to miss. Verse four. Jesus said to them, a prophet is honored everywhere, except in his own town. He doesn't receive any, help me out. What's that word up there? He doesn't receive any. Okay, let's try that one more time. He doesn't receive any. Now I'm telling you, this is a Bible verse. I've been a pastor for a while now. This next verse that I'm about to read, no one will tell you this. No one talks about this. But this next verse is crazy. I'm talking cray-cray, as my daughter says. It's unbelievable. Verse 5. So Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God. He placed his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And here's the verse. Here's the verse. It says he could not do any other miracles there. And the people, Jesus said he was amazed because they had no faith. So we have the Son of God... God. Who can do anything? How many of you believe that God can do anything? Okay. So, so most, yet here we have in this text, it says that Jesus, God's son, a hundred percent man, hundred percent God can't do miracles. So the person that they were amazed with was amazed that they had no honor. They had no value. Now I can tell you this, there's going to be people in your life, if you're going to serve God, you're going to have some haters out there. There's going to be some haters, this without a doubt. If you're going to try to serve God, these people coming in, they were hating on Jesus. But it says that the people had no honor. So, let me, so let's think about this for just a second. In our lives, if we're going to see God do incredible things, we got to live lives of honor. So I came here just across the river just to tell you, if you'll live a life of honor... God will do incredible things in your life. If you'll choose to say, you know what? I'm going to honor myself. I'm going to do my own deal. Then you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to get what you put out of life. And so we have Jesus here. It says that he, he wasn't honored. So that makes me think, man, Brian, how do I live a life of honor? What is honor? Well, to honor means to treat as valuable. Check this out. Check out these. This is what honor means. It means to treat as precious, 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 respect, valuable. The opposite of honor is what happened in that story. Dishonor. It means to treat as common, ordinary, no value. For example, these basketballs that we hear above our heads that we may want to take them out after this service, Michael, Pastor Michael. But those basketballs they're just ordinary basketballs. Yet if you were to come to my house, my grandparents, when I was in junior high, high school, they bought me an autographed Michael Jordan basketball. My kids have come up and literally taken that basketball and began to go outside with that basketball. When I quickly tackled them and took them out. Amen. That's right. This basketball is is valuable. Would you say that basketball is valuable? Yeah. She got it. It's valuable. It's not an ordinary basketball. It's a valuable basketball. But again, let's rewind this. Jesus comes to town and he can't do the deal. It doesn't say that he wouldn't because there was a few people, but it says that he couldn't. So if if we want God to work in our lives, man, we got to get honored down. So here's the, the, the tweet to repeat. Are you ready? Are you ready? Again, tell the person next to you, this is for you. So how do we live lives of honor? Here we go. We're going to make a choice to honor up, honor down, and honor all around. And do the hokey pokey. We honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. See, we have Some of us, we're making decisions at school, in our family lives, with people that God has placed in our lives, and we're stepping in what that mom was just moments away from stepping into you. So let's think about, how do we honor? Where does God actually tell us to honor? The first group of people, honor up. Let's talk about mom and dad. Mom and dad. The Bible, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 3. I know you'll all celebrate as soon as we read this verse. Because it says, children, obey your... Help me out. Amen. Amen. The mom in the house. (laughs) Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. And it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Brian, you don't get it, man. You don't know my parents. You don't don't know the deal. They... helicopter in, when I'm texting my friends at night, they, they get up in my grill, they're like, I'm just doing, I'm doing all right in school, and then they're like, up in my grill, like, what are you looking at, what are you doing, how many of you got parents that do that, come on, how many have parents that get up in your grill, get a little bit nosy, come on, come on, confess, it's confession time, okay, you know what that means, if you're lifting up your hand, that means your parents love you, That's what that means. That means your parents actually care about your life. And then it goes on to say this. This is what I love. It says, obey them. And that this is a promise. Honor your father and your mother. It's the first commandment with the promise. And this is what messes me up. Because looking back, I go, wow, I hope I honored my parents. It says, it'll go well for you. So God's word, this book, this book is God's spoken word. It's good for teaching you, correcting you, rebuking you, training you to build up your Christian faith. But this book says, hey, if you, if you honor your parents, if you get under their authority, it'll go well for you. And then check this out. What else does it say? You'll live a long life on earth. How many of you wanna live a long time? How many, how many of you want it to go well for you? That'd be a good time to clap and you want it to go well for you. So honor mom, we honor dad, even when we don't like it. And nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to like everything your parents say or want you to do. But it does say if you honor them, if you value them, if you treat them with respect and say, mom, dad, I, I might not agree with it, but I'm going to honor you. See, because in Jesus' day, they didn't honor him. Jesus had come. He was the son of God. And they said, you know what? You're just Joseph's son. You're just a carpenter's son. You're just another person. You're not really God's son. And God is placing people in your life. God is placing people in your life. God is placing people in your life. He's placing moms. He's placing dads. He's placing pastors, leaders, in your life, God is dropping back. And some of you tonight, you're gonna receive a huge blessing in your life. Some of you tonight, God's dropping back. He's looking at you, he's throwing you the blessing. He's saying, Hey, here's here's a well life, here's a life that will bless you and completely revolutionize your life. Some of you are gonna receive what God has for you. Some are gonna go, Man, I don't need that. And you're going to look around and one day you're going to watch people whose lives are blessed and you're going to go, man, how did I get here? Well, in your life, you will get to where you get to based on who you chose to honor and who you chose to dishonor. Who you chose to value and who you chose to say, man, I don't need what that preacher from Elevate Church was talking about. I don't need what God was saying. I don't need that stuff. And you'll end up where you chose to receive what God had for you. So we honor up. We honor those parents. I come from a broken home. My parents were divorced. My stepdad was an alcoholic for a while. My mom's dad is an alcoholic. I was not raised in the church. We never went to church until one day God changed my life. And so where I am today, because of God and his grace and his mercy... And then I, I made a decision to partner with God and said, God, I want to do things your way. And if we're going to do things God's way, we got to choose to honor up. Let's talk about pastors for a moment. Pastors. How many of you love your pastor? Pastors. Pastors. Pastor Michael. And he might not share this with you, so I'll do it and he'll clean up the mess next weekend. Riverside Community Church. Your pastor, your senior pastor, is Pastor John King, his lovely wife, Letty. Here, Pastor Michael and Rachel, these leaders. Man, what does the Bible say about pastors? Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. I'll t- I'm going to tell you. Is that all right? This is what it says about leaders. Well, in Ephesians chapter 4, it tells us that Jesus himself gave gifts. How many of you ever gotten an incredible gift, like next level gift before? Okay. Can you imagine, imagine the best gift you've ever gotten in your life. If you took that gift, gave it to someone else and they took it and just threw it away. You'd be like, what? Pastors are gifts to God, are gifts from God to you. God has sent you pastors in your life. And a lot of us have a lot of friends and I may be a little bit old school, but I want a pastor in my life. I've got some friends. I've got some homies. I've got some people to kick it with. But in my life, I've got a few pastors. Pastor John is actually my pastor. So when I see him, I'm not like, yo, John, what is up, John? I'm like, Pastor John, he's my pastor. And again, you get what you want. If you want a homie, or do you want a pastor? Do you want a pastor who's gonna pray for you care about your spiritual development and care about your future? Because a lot of us have a lot of friends, but we only have a few pastors. 1 Thessalonians chapter five says this. Let me read this real quickly. Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them what? Respect and wholehearted love because of their work. So God has placed these people in your life. Same with leaders. I would speak to adult leaders here. So God has placed these leaders in your life. Man, are you honoring them? Valuing them? Appreciating them? Thanking them? God's placed them in your life. So we honor up. Then we honor down. Let's talk about the people who are unnoticed. People next to your locker. People on your sports team. The person you're like, man, that person, they're a little bit weird. That person, they're a little bit... I just, I don't hang out with them. How many of you know someone who's weird? Okay, if you're not raising your hand, that may be you. But you know what I'm talking about, right, man? You know people that are just like kind of off on their own, right? You know what I'm saying? Like people, the Bible tells us we're supposed to honor up. I love that hair. I don't know if I can pull it off. Honor up and then honor down. And so think about it. Man, the statistics tell us today that there are people in this room, maybe in this row. No, seriously, people that are depressed. There's probably some people in this room who have actually thought, you know what? If I wasn't even here, would anyone really even notice? Like if I just said, man, I don't don't wanna live anymore. Would anyone notice? All of us, and I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying like all of us have people in our lives that we're around in our class, people that we've maybe overlooked. And what if we did what God would want us to do? God has created all of us in the image of God. You're created in the image of God. God had creativity when he made you. Look at that hair. That is next level hair right there. When God made you. God was creative. So what if we notice people that God has actually placed in our lives. I'll never forget one time I was in school and I was starting to live for, live for God and I was a Christ follower and I was sharing my faith, telling people about Jesus. And then one day I was in class and I didn't have my homework done. Have you been there before? Have you ever been there before? And so I looked at this kid that I was witnessing to, sharing my faith with the whole time. And, you, and I said, Mike, Mike, Can you help me out with the answers? Do you know what Mike said? Can you, I can't believe, I thought Mike was my homie. I said, Mike, you've got to help me out. He looked at me. I was trying to cheat. Christians don't cut corners. But I was cutting a corner in that moment just to get a grade. He said, Brian, you're a Christian and you're trying to cheat off me. And I never forgot that. From that day forward, I can't tell you that I was a perfect Christ follower. I'm not today, but from that day forward, I, I realized something. I man, if you're going to be a Christ follower, like the real deal, because there's some fake phonies out there. I man Christ' followers, we don't cut corners. I think God would rather you fail the test and be honorable than cheat and deceive everybody else and get an A. What do you think? I think God would rather you be honorable, right? Amen? Amen. So we honor up, we honor down, and then we honor all around. Romans 12, 10 says, I'll do one another with honor, honor. The people next to you, these amazing leaders that you have, how are you living a life of honor? Are you valuing them? Are you thanking them? Your friends, people in your life, honor. What about God's house? The Bible talks about honoring God's house, God's church. Like I was thinking about it and I loved it because it was funny. So I was like, I'm going to use that as an illustration. I'm going to get up here, man. This is the workout up here. This is like cardio workout. I was thinking about God's house. Wow. You look better up from up here. And I was looking at this. I was looking at this hanger. I was like, man, what? I was like, why is there a hanger We found the culprit. I was like, why is there a hanger? I'm thankful like his briefs aren't hanging off of this thing. Where's he at, man? Man, man, Nigel. Let's go over here. Man, Nigel. I was like, man, why is there a hanger up there? I'm like, this is God's house, man. Keep your clothes, your briefs, your undershirt, all that stuff. Man, there we go. Give it up for Nigel. And Nigel's like, man, I'm going I'm to gonna honor God's house. I'm not going to leave my hangers up there. If I see something on the ground, it's dirty, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to honor God's house. You know what God says? If you honor his house, God will honor your house. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 13 and 14. It says, honor the Lord's holy day. Do not do just anything you want. Then you'll find joy in me. Another translation says, if you honor God's house, honor God's day. God's day is the weekend is Sunday. When you go to church on Sunday, when you're in the house of God, when you're honoring that day, God has blessings for your life. So you mean, Brian, if I just go to church, if I just show up and I'm saying, God, I want to honor you today. I I might not feel like it. I might not, you know, get a little bit tired, but just by going to your house and saying God, I want to learn about you. I want to worship you. Like, God will bless my life? Yes. Turn to the person next to you and just go, yes. Yes. He really will. So think about Jesus. Remember the verse. Mark chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus, the recap, he goes into the town. He's ready to do miracles. God's ready to do great things in your life. However, it said the people had no honor. We can be a generation, you can be a generation that lives a life of honor. To honor means to value, means to treat, not as ordinary, Jesus isn't just your homie, Jesus is the reigning, ruling, saving God. He can change your life, but you gotta choose to honor him. We just had the Olympics, and go back with me, nearly 100 years ago to 1924, there was an Olympic runner named Eric Liddell, he said, you know what? I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor God's day. He was, he was ready to run and win a gold medal. Can you imagine training to win a gold medal? And then the match was on God's day. And Eric Liddell made a decision. He said, you know what? The hundred is my best race. But it's on God's day. I'm going to go, God, I'm not going to do that. And so in 1924, this British runner, He made a decision. He said, you know what? I'm not going to run to win the gold medal that I want to win, that I've been training for. I'm actually going to honor God's day. And he did not run the race. Yet the next day was the 400, not his best race. And as Eric Liddell was getting ready to run, he was knelt down at the starting blocks. And out of nowhere, this person came to him and handed him a note. And on this note, on a piece of paper, was a simple phrase. It was actually a Bible verse. The Bible verse was, I will honor those who honor me. So I will honor those who honor me. Before he ran the race, someone gave him this piece of paper. He had no idea what it said, and he ran the race. And on that day, he won a gold medal. And he won that gold medal, I believe, because he chose to honor God. How many of you believe that? Because he chose to honor God. Value. Now you might be thinking, Brian, what happened to the lady? We're standing there. No, don't. Don't do it. Don't. So as she walked in, she walked in one step closer, one step closer to that peanut puke. My wife ran over to her, put put her hands on her and said, no, stop. And that's really why I've come here tonight to ask you that question. I want to run onto the court of your life and say, hey, are you living a life of honor? I believe tonight that God will deposit something in your life if you'll say, you know what, Brian? I want to live a life of honor. Maybe the way that I've been treating my parents lately, I want to live a life of honor. It's not easy those pastors, those leaders, those people that God has placed in my life, those coaches, I want to live a life of honor. And you might be thinking, well, Brian, why should I honor my parents? Why should I honor those people? Because, man, they're not honoring to me. Hey, well, we make a choice to live a life of honor because we know the honorable one, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you and for me. But that's a question you got to ask. God's dropping back. He's saying, I've got honor for you. If you'll honor those people that I place in your life, if you'll honor up, help me out, church, honor down. And then honor. Let's say it together like we mean it. Here we go. If we'll honor, if we'll honor down and we'll honor. Hey, let's just stand to our feet for just a moment. Let's pray. Hey, I want to ask that everyone, no one talking, no one texting to have a moment of honor. My man in the right corner, left corner. Hey, would you do something for me real quick? Would you just bow your head in prayer? Give me two minutes. Nobody moving around. Nobody jumping around. You just say, Hey Brian, thank you. Like I want to, I want to live a life of honor. God has blessings in store for your life. It doesn't matter if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, if you're a student, it doesn't matter who you are. Say there's people. I feel like